Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Tonight we're discussing page 28 of Alien Hunger, and tonight, at last, it is time to meet the science man, the science legend, Science Jaguar. Last time, Vampire Drama Club basically solved all of their real problems in Denver and decided to hyper-focus on a blonde man who was seen in a house. That man, they assume, is the same as the blonde man who regularly visited Jacob Prester before he died in a fire, a blonde man who drove a Jaguar with the vanity plate Science. Codename Science Jaguar. That's how we've been referring to this man. We now know that his legal name is Dr. Roger Liverman. And with that tidbit, Vampire Drama Club is able to investigate Science Jaguar so that they can finally confront him and ask, hey, we heard secondhand that you were in a house one time. Explain yourself. But I mean, come on. They just want to meet Science Jaguar. Of course they do. We all do. And I don't normally do this, but I want to, I want to preface this by saying Science Jaguar, Dr. Liverman, is going to be the dumbest thing in this page. I think like who he is and what he does does not make a lot of sense. And so it's technically the dumbest thing in this page. That in combination with the fact that he is this like load-bearing NPC that we, we don't super have a reason to follow up with, but we have to for the plot to continue. That's why he's dumb. Science Jaguar, a weird nonsensical character, not well suited to his role in the story. Okay, there, done. Out of the way. I've met my quota of criticism for this book and for Science Jaguar. That's it for today. Mega Dumbcast is over. Join me next time, blah, blah, blah. Now commences the first meeting of the Science Jaguar fan club. So here's what we find out. Quote, and this begins just on the last page, but it, it quickly runs over to this one. Once aware of Liverman, the players may choose to research him, meet with him, and or search his house or office, which is what I think when I meet someone cool. Hmm, maybe I'll research him or meet him or search his office. Quote, Researching his past requires an intelligence plus science role against a target of six. Any successes show him to be a prominent local biochemist who used to teach at the University of Colorado before striking out on his own several years ago. Three successes indicate he was forced to resign from the university over some unspecified scandal involving experiments he was involved with. Indeed, he had been conducting unauthorized tests using the blood from students in his classes. So, okay. Immediately, we've got scandal. We've got controversy. Is it ethical to steal blood from your students when you're a professor? No. But is it ethical to steal blood from the necks of random strangers to perpetuate your unholy existence? Also, no. So what the fuck? Like, well, I mean, we're already here to fuck vampires. If we're going to draw the moral line at stealing blood, we're never going to get laid in this book. So far, we know this guy, he was at the University of Colorado, a respected professor, a talented biochemist. But then they found out he was doing unauthorized research, secret experiments using his students' blood, and he had to resign. Very unethical, very cool. We got to meet this guy. Now, it says here, when we call up Science Jaguar to set up a meeting, it's going to be easy. If we say we knew Prester, he'll meet with us right away. Quote, when the characters actually do come to talk with Liverman, however, they will find him exceptionally upset and will accuse the characters of having broken into his house the previous night, which we didn't do, by the way. I didn't skip that part where we broke into his house. Now, we, we might have. And on some playthroughs, you might actually go break into his house if you're the kind of people who, as a first resort, break into people's houses, and then if you can't find what you're looking for, then you call them up and ask if they want to have lunch sometime. But Vampire Drama Club is not like that. First thing they're going to do is call this guy up, 
ask if he wants to talk, and he does, so no problems there. However, when we show up, he says he thinks we broke into his house just last night. Quote, he says the only reason he has not gone to the police is because he is willing to give the characters a chance to turn over the material they took. Then, quote, all will be forgiven. So, all right, we are off on the wrong paw with Science Jaguar. We wanted to make a great impression. We called him up. We did it right. We went to his place. But apparently he was robbed just the night before. and He assumes that we were involved. We're going to need to talk our way out of this. And fortunately, it's not too difficult. Quote, convincing Liverman they had nothing to do with the break-in will not be too difficult. No role required with good role-playing. Once the characters have done so, he will tell them the burglar stole the results of his work for Prester. Interesting. So, Science Jaguar was working for Jacob Prester. That's why he was there. That's why he kept visiting. Quote, while he originally thought the characters might have been the burglars, he now thinks, quote, it might have been that dirty little guy who wanted to buy the results of my research. If asked to describe his earlier visitor, he will tell the characters about an unkempt blonde man named Robert Klondike who came to visit almost a week ago. I fucking knew it. Remember, there was a blonde scene visiting Prester in a Jaguar that said science on it. That's science Jaguar. Then Prince Edward's crony, Duke, saw an unkempt short blonde man at Prester's house on the night of the arson. And as I was saying the other day, unkempt and short is not how I imagine science Jaguar. And lo and behold, it's not. Two separate blonde people who both were around Jacob Prester for some reason. Science Jaguar, who was doing some kind of chemistry work for him, and this guy Robert Klondike, who came to visit Science Jaguar about a week back. About this guy Klondike. Quote, When Liverman refused to sell him the research, Klondike gave him a phone number to call should he change his mind. Liverman says he never called the number. He also never called the police about the burglary, and says if the characters help him retrieve it, he would be happy to share his notes with them. So this is great. We went into this knowing very little about Science Jaguar, just kind of hoping he would like us, and we were investigating him, I guess, only because we knew of a blonde man, but didn't know anything else about him, and so we just felt the urge to investigate. But now we've turned up something really cool. He was working for Prester, and he has notes about that work, but those notes have been stolen which means, number one, we have a chance to gain new crucial information related to Prester and our creation in these notes. And number two, to get it, we're going to have to go and do some kind of break-in or theft or fight or something against a bad guy, which is great because some of us are out here playing fighter-slash-rogues and have not gotten to do a lot of fighter-slash-roguing in this adventure yet. So that's pretty interesting. We're going to get to continue the plot and hopefully go have a fight with a bad guy of some kind in pages to come. On this page, though, we're not quite done learning about Science Jaguar, because there is an option to break into Science Jaguar's house as part of the story. And as part of explaining what happens if you do that, the book gives a little extra detail about Science Jaguar's lifestyle. Quote, usually he spends his nights at singles bars, but because of the robbery, he spends the night of their break-in at home. This meaning the characters break in, if the characters break into the house, not knowing that the house has just been broken into the previous night by an unrelated person. It also says that if you don't make your stealth roll breaking into his house, that he will confront you with a shotgun, and he'll demand that they return what they stole, otherwise he's going to call the police. So none of that happens to us, but it does tell us, number one, Liverman owns a shotgun. So now that he's become involved with the supernatural, he's bought a shotgun, which is the first step toward becoming a badass normal turned vampire slayer. I'm very proud of Science Jaguar. He's on his way to becoming a player character, or at least a top tier NPC. Number two, it tells us that Science Jaguar spends, or before the break-in, spent most of his nights out at singles bars. Now, one more thing the reader will find out on this page, even though it doesn't actually come up for Vampire Drama Club right at this moment, 
is that Science Jaguar has his own lab set up in his house. And what's been happening here is that Science Jaguar has been conducting just independent freelance biochemistry to afford his his quite nice house and his Jaguar. That's what he's been doing by day, independent, high-level biochemistry in his home lab while he spends his nights out on the town in his Jaguar with the vanity plate. Science Jaguar truly is everything I hoped he would be. A ladies' man and a devil-may-care independent biochemist, a shotgun haver, a wealthy and stylish man about town. Goth punk Denver may have a lot of loser vampires, but it really has a winner here in Science Jaguar. So it's dumb, but I approve. Biochemistry's bad boy, Science Jaguar, aces in my book. And not only is he, at last, a cool person who lives in Denver, but he's given us a quest. He's given us a mission. We can get more information that we care about and maybe someday get to the end of this plot if we will go and retrieve the items stolen from his science jaguar lair from some unkempt little blonde loser named Robert Klondike. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time. <laughs>